Hi, Bondapart listeners. This is Beatrice. Rebecca and I would love you to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Bondapart podcast. There you can find out how you can support us and also how you can get access to bonus episodes, notes on what we're doing in syncing between recordings, and the opportunity to ask us anything. Please have a look at patreon.com forward slash Bondapart podcast. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Rebecca. It's Beatrice. Hi, Beatrice. It's Rebecca. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's it's eerily silent here, which oh, is it? <laughs> yes. Wow! I'm not you going must to... cherish every moment <laughs> yeah, of quiet. Yeah, even the magpie. I think there are some magpies who are um, building a little nest right outside oh, wow. of the window. So that'll that'll be fun um, over the summer. Um, well, you can see what they bring. Yeah, that's a good. Uh, yeah, I hadn't even thought of that. I can study. Is that true that they? That I they don't know. Things? We will find out. Wow, nature study in London. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, nature. And they're very chic. Yeah, they are. They are. I'm not entirely. I'm not super fond of the noise they make, but um, no, it's not that nice. No, but, no. But yeah, I will know. think about the chicness and wait for sparkly things to arrive. Yes, it. It hopefully it will be like that. That Condé Garçon advert from the 80s. I know that wasn't a magpie. I don't know what kind of a bird that was. You know the where it's like a black bird and and it's got bright blue pegs that it's collected. Oh, I can't remember that. Um... Oh, I really love it. I think it's late 80s. And I think it's like a found photograph, like a nature photograph, not ah. one they commissioned. Oh, I must try and find that later. It's so good. Mm. So, you know, you can do your own. yeah version of that yeah and what about you i don't have any magpies outside okay. it it's 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 quite quiet here which is nice i'm just kind of relaxing before a morning of non-stop zoom meetings oh, okay mm. with nice people yeah but it's it's a lot going one to one to one yeah on zooms so yeah I'm just yeah and and how are things at the museum? Because I saw in the papers that well, I have many questions. Okay. But my first question, because because obviously you're moving moving to Smithfield, yeah, which I'm curious about. Okay. But in the little article, it said there's going to be a train running through it, and I don't understand how that works because I'm kind of picturing a train crashing through the middle of the exhibition it is a bit like that so oh um, wow yes they're in in the new museum there's an upstairs so like it's an it's an old market building and it was yeah called the general market it was meant to be for general produce but it turned into a meat market quite quickly i think and um and the the train runs through the downstairs bit and ah. it's sort so of underground or overground underground underground Underground. so it goes i think it's the one that it's the thames link i think and you will actually be able to see it 
go through when you're in the museum what? yeah so you be downstairs and there's gonna be glass and I mean I don't know how fast they will be at that point um but yeah <laughs> you can see see it I mean it it is fun but as you can imagine it causes issue in terms of vibration and that kind yes. of thing mm. so is it is it like it's on one side of the museum yeah it it's sort middle? of it's not even in the middle it's sort of going through so it's not going through the entirety of the museum it's going right. through a part of it downstairs so okay um, yeah so it's not a massive feature and it's quite far when you go downstairs it's sort of on the other end of the area so it's wow um, that's very good fun though yeah it's uh i think it's probably the one and only museum that has a train running through i it. should think so yeah and is it because i've never been to smithfields as a market mm. it's a meat market there aren't many vegans at meat markets no but will it still will you still be able to tell what it was in any way yeah i so we're not gonna be in the meat market so that will remain okay and then oh that's staying yeah so because it's, it's a, still a meat market it's a massively long building and i never you know in the past when i walked past or cycled past or whatever i never really took in all the different buildings but there is the old meat market which remains and then to the west of it there's a new building because the older one was bombed which is the poultry market and uh -huh. then next to it is the general market which is you right. know Victorian Spitalfields-ish you know I but bigger see. yes so and we're going to be in the Victorian market and you know it does look like a Victorian market building so if you know what they look like I think yes. you will you will know that that's what it is and we will we will do some things that we're still exploring that will tell also while you walk around the history of the building mm. and and um pieces from it have been kept you know lamps wow. and hooks and that kind of yeah. thing so whoa so it really will be like it'll be like the olden days Beatrice going there uh, I guess so. I mean, the interesting one of the other interesting thing about this building is, and it's again a bit like Spitalfields. It's got mm. little houses around it, which were oh. shops. Part of them, some of them, will become shops or workshops or or things like that. Again, oh wow! So there, there's a sort of we at the moment. It's called the crust, <laughs> it's the outer crust, which are the shops. <laughs> um, so it's interesting how it's such a big building, but because it's been empty for the last 30 years or so, you don't sort of notice it when you go past. I yes. think, you know, a lot of people, when you say what it is, they they can't recall it, although they must have been past it. So. Yes. And I mean, it's so fascinating, all of that era, because it's it's so ancient and so new yeah. simultaneously. Mm. It will be really, I can't wait to see what you all do in it because when do you know when it's due to open uh it will we're thinking it will open in 2026 so still, there's still a okay. while it sounds like long time away but there's just so much no to but do. it comes quickly mm. and and it must be such a big thing like when will you start physically moving there that i don't know wow and so while 
So obviously there will be a point where current museum site is shut. Yeah, at the end of the year we will shut. Of this year? Mm -hmm. Uh-huh. And so will, obviously you have the Dockland site, so will yes. there be, that will stay open? That will stay open, yeah, yeah. And um, is that permanently going to stay open? Yep. You'll have two sites yes. still? Yes, mm. that will stay okay. like that. Mm. Okay, I just needed to know. Yeah, no, I am very happy to provide you with the information I have. Things are keep, you know, <laughs> things keep still shifting a little bit sometimes. Oh, I'm sure, no, such I mean... a, such a massive project. It's such a massive project. One amazing thing is that, you know, we're doing a sort of like an audit of the collection and that's really amazing, you know, seeing more and more images appearing on the internal database for now. That must be brilliant. Yeah. So are you photographing so everything good. you have? I think that's the plan. You know, that's <gasps> the idea. It oh my God. Wow, that's, that's a exciting. huge thing. That's that huge in work, every way. Because, you know, not everything and will that ever like become a public database caption, or will it just then, be for the museum? You know, even oh, without the, the caption, it's probably that, useful that. to have it on. Oh online. yes, even mm. if it, yeah, if, if it just has a, a number. It's yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mm. Wow, mm. that's very exciting. Yeah. Such a lot of work though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow, 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 Beatrice. And uh, I went to a museum this week. I didn't do any museum work, but I went to it. Yeah, and I think we, we I went to the same place, I think, but quite a while ago. Yeah. I went went there myself and then I took my MA students to the Imperial War Museum, which is such a fascinating museum, I think, always. Mm. I'm still not sure why they keep that title that name i know i'm but sure they must they must be debating this. it mm. but it's yeah so there's that but i think it's i think it's always really well curated there. yes i think i think so i too. think there's mm. i think they're incredibly good at using their permanent collection in in interesting ways and at creating displays that you can kind of appreciate on multiple levels because I'm sure school children are their major visitor numbers, but they're very deep as well as rich. Yeah, I think. Mm. And so we, I was wanting them to go to the the well, they're new-ish. I think they were installed, they, or they were opened in like October or something. Yeah. Um, the Second World War galleries and the Holocaust yeah. gallery, mm. which I thought were both amazing. Yeah, I thought so too. Particularly the Holocaust galleries. Yes. I think that is incredible. Mm. I think the choice to have it light yeah. and bright was was very bold and it works yes. brilliantly. Mm. And I thought the well, no, it's not literally the entrance, but like the first proper display space where it tells the stories of all different Jewish families and individuals living in Germany pre-war was really beautifully done yeah i love the glass yes or if it is glass but the sort of glass life-size glass paints with images of those people. those they were beautiful. really well yeah no they were really they were so beautiful and they were really poignant the way you walked in and you had a clear view of the person and they were sharp but if you looked around the back they were quite it slightly was hazy mm. So it was a bit ghostly. Yeah. Um, no, those were brilliant. And I don't think I've seen those anywhere else. I don't know if that's a 
new museum-y thing to do, but that worked so well. Yeah. It's just, I just thought overall that the design really added, you know, to, you could see it was well designed, but it wasn't taking your mind away from the objects whereas some that can happen sometimes I think in an mm, exhibition mm. you just notice yes. the design and you forget about you know it's almost overpowering but with this it was just so thoughtful I don't know yes. it was just so yes. well done yeah no I think it's quiet the mm. design but it, it's quiet but it's showing you everything mm. because I think it was very you know it was really clever I think it was I liked in both galleries that they had either still images or film footage of the places that that the displays were talking about. So Mm. you would see the landscape of where there was the concentration camp. Yeah, the contemporary. And I felt that was really powerful. Yeah. Mm. And it wasn't like a like a um, drone flyover. It was just sometimes just grass. Yes, at like a human level. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was, and, and the fact that you then saw the exhibits in that context mm. was very cleverly done, I thought, because it, it, it made you think so many subtle things about, about kind of going against nature and, and the kind of horror, man made horrors within nature, but also of history carrying on mm. and of, of like that you have to make the choice to remember and you have to actively remember and actively learn about what, what happened and what was done. Exactly. Sort of traces disappearing and mm. being grown over. And yes. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I thought that was really moving and really, really powerful. And I think it was very good as well how you saw because it's things that we've actually I've been talking about with the MA students like things like the the 36 Olympics and like the sports body and ideas of hygiene and science of how they were completely perverted yeah that was by the really Nazis and that was really powerful difficult and to see the case about the experiments and horrifying mm. horrifying but I feel like everyone should see those galleries mm. and take them in and receive them because it it it's so like you got such a sense of how the nazis were were yeah perverting the everyday essentially and bringing chaos and amplifying chaos and extremism to promote their cause and to yeah it, it i think it really built the story not the story but the histories very very effectively and as in the world war ii galleries dress traces of dress family photographs amateur photographs and film really it's kind of visceral how you experience those exhibits because they're part of your own experience you Mm. know they're so they're so intimate yeah um so yeah i think it's brilliant and i thought it was really clever again the design was really good in the final room where you can see videos playing of of Holocaust survivors and their mm. families as you go in. But it's only when you sit down that you you have that, I don't know what you call it, where the headphones are like embedded in this chair. 
because because and you almost don't realize it's happening it's like you come into this room with these big chairs and you sit down and then you suddenly realize you're in the interview and you can mm. hear it all really clearly it's very well very well done and it's very the one i watched was a was a woman talking about her family and and what happened to her her family to her like her father and her brothers and like her son and her grandson were there and they were like, I haven't heard that bit. And it oh, was, really? as, mm. yeah, it was like she she was remembering things because she was being asked and, and prompted about mm. specific dates and events. And it was very harrowing, but really effective mm. in, again, both telling the stories of history, but also reminding you to remember, mm. which is the point, yeah. really. Or one of the key points. So I thought it was really, really well done. Mm. And also the sounds in that gallery were really harrowing. Yeah. Um, like where you can hear the train and there was a there was a weird I couldn't I suppose it was intentionally slightly ambiguous. It was like marching but not quite kind mm. of sound at one point as well but yeah. quiet otherwise yeah but it wasn't it was there but it wasn't it, again it was really just at the right sound mm. you know level yeah mm. yeah but it really it was very effective mm. um but the second world war galleries it's like the, they're kind of noisy with exhibits in a good way yeah they're really i i like how they gave objects quite a lot of space you know it's not there is so much i mean it's not there is still a lot but i i think the cases you know you weren't even if there were other people around we went at a weekend there were quite a lot of people it it you still felt you had space to look at things yes properly, which i really liked yes i agree and it, it's very well spaced and it's very well paced mm. um and I think, again, the design is good. You know, it's a different kind of design, obviously. But the glass cases are really inobtrusive. And the way, actually, in both galleries that you have, like, postcards of things on shelves at, I guess, child height almost, mm. um, makes you feel like you're seeing everything like that and that you're close to everything, even though, obviously, some things you're really not close to. Yeah. You kind of feel like you are. Mm. And were there particular objects that stood out for you or the students? Um, for for me, I think I w I really liked how global it was, mm. and I am always interested in the military uniforms mm -hmm. when I go there, and I thought it was really fascinating to see the different armies and air force and navy's uniforms from the different countries and to to see how there's kind of a national aesthetic at play but also the thing that i really find fascinating and i think links to this this global dimension of the war is uniform design for specific terrains and environments mm, yeah and and also how kind of inadequate they seem yeah that's true do you know mm, what i mean it's like point. I, yeah it's like it always really strikes me how well like for example i think the russian um winter uniform which is is padded is quilted 
and you kind of look at it and you think, oh, that would keep you warm. And then you think, it wouldn't keep you warm no. enough. It's, and if it's it like gets sub -zero wet. zero temperatures. Exactly. Mm. And and then they have those those like straw overboot things. Yes. And you think, oh, my goodness, you're sending men yeah. out to die of frostbite before they even get to, the, to whatever mm. fighting is happening because that seems like something from the 18th century. Yes. It probably comes from the 18th century or even earlier that it's just it's just plaited straw to protect your I know you've got your other boots on but to yeah. protect your feet from sub-zero temperatures and and days long marches and I think I think by focusing on the dress which obviously I always do you you both see the kind of bravery and discipline and everything of the armies but you also see the futility ultimately mm. somehow of it that there's and and like the british um desert kit where you know it's it's like it's like kind of tan khaki shorts and, yes. and again you think this is not what people no. who live in those countries wear and there's a reason for yeah that. And then a woolly pulley for night when it's chilly. It's also what you just said. Uh, um, it also really hammers home the fragility of the body, doesn't it? It's yes. It's just the impossibility yes. of protecting it, really. Yes, it's just, exactly. It's just impossible, whatever you try. Yeah, yeah. And then the way that you have, you know, the kind of military hardware around that, you have the guns, the knives, the daggers, but then, you know, the tanks and the, the um, military cars and everything and yes it it i don't know i think it i think for me that focus on dress and the body and the dress body just alters the way you receive the information mm. almost because another one that i i i don't know if i'd seen before that was really interesting and when i took the photograph it you again got the the landscape photograph behind was let me just find my photograph of it so i tell you the right thing um was the japanese uniform in i think in in the philippines no i i'm not sure no new guinea sorry mm. that the japanese soldiers going through it says the muddy rainforests of new guinea and they had tabby boots oh yeah I and so the, it was them. really easy for the australians to track them mm. oh yeah of course mm. and the the uniform is really interesting because it's again just you know a khaki shirt but there's there's definite you know there's definite national differences obviously not just the deliberate things of the badges and etc but of an aesthetic but then these tabby boots that you know i wonder how well, i don't know it doesn't say how well it protected your feet you mm. know maybe they were good for protecting your feet but not good in terms of being yeah. tracked but also again you have that just that sense of imminent danger through through all the galleries, really. But, yeah, the uniform I found really compelling mm. and the different camouflage and stuff. Yeah. What did, what were you most interested in? I don't know. It's really – I didn't take that many pictures. I should have taken many more. But when I looked at them afterwards, it was a lot of embroidered things. Um, oh, yes, yes. Um, and I looked them up afterwards on the website and – that many others came up. So it was a lot to do with internees. And uh, yes. um, I think what drew me originally to, to them was there's one which is a knitting bag, which was done by female internees 
on the Isle of uh, Man. Oh, I know the one you mean. Yes, yes. And what drew me to that one is that on the on the it's like a quite a coarse canvas backing, and mm. it's got applique of felt, and it's quite colourful. It's quite different from the other ones. It was obviously not. It didn't have to be made in secrecy. The other ones I was drawn to were. Yes. And this one has this sort of very chic woman in a black suit with a skirt and a really high hat and a pearl necklace and a pearl necklace and it <laughs> says goodbye piccadilly yes and i i thought that was really it it just was odd because it was quite fun in a way and it was that surprised me i guess and then the other one and again it was a picture of a, a, an embroidery of a woman that drew me to it was this massive bed sheet from a hospital. So it says LaSalle College, which was the hospital in Hong mm. Kong. And the woman was a nurse there um, when the Japanese invaded. And she, this one had to be hidden. So it has lots of signatures on it. But also this picture, and it looks again like a fashion illustration. I think it's like a nurse looking as a thermometer. But she yes. looks again very chic in her sort of grey, very narrow sort of dress, tailored dress. And and that, I don't know, It I didn't expect that somehow. I guess that's partly what arrested me. And But then also, yeah, this thing of, this thing of embroidery, because we also at the museum, we have a lot of textiles embroidered by suffragettes when they were in prison, with, also with mm. with signatures and this thing that you have to... You know, you want to show that you have been, you've been through this, yes. you've been there. And and also how many, yeah, how many signatures and that the person managed to hide, hide this massive bedsheet yeah, for quite a yes. few years. And, and, the, and uh, like you said, with the, with the figures that are embroidered that look like fashion illustrations, it's, it's the jarring, mm -hmm. it's the dissonance between the medium that you're used to in one mm. context suddenly being brought into another. And yes, the you know the the sort of going over a signature and embroidering it to show that that person was there. Mm. I, because when I when I got out of the lift to go to the galleries, I went the wrong way first of all, and the first thing I saw was this text panel that said something about how each of these objects they're all witnesses to history, and I thought, oh, that's so interesting to think of the objects themselves. Mm, that's true being the witnesses and and I realized I was going in the wrong direction and I went into the main gallery but I'm glad I did that because it kind of sat with you know carried it with me as we went through the galleries and this that I became aware that that the people at the time during the war were aware that the objects were witnesses to history and were wanting to create objects that would witness mm. and I thought that was really interesting and also the kind of materiality of being a witness yeah and the materiality of memory or, or of trying to create memory mm. I thought was really good but no the, the, the you're right there is like I mean it's such a huge yes. area I feel like you could exactly. spend a year in it but I think it's like you could sort of decide you know today I'm going to follow the embroidery story in this or I'm going to follow the uniform or whatever because there's so many layers and threads that go throughout if you choose to focus on a specific a specific type of object or a specific medium or a specific 
aspect of the story. That's a really good, I because I, I definitely thought I need to go back. I didn't sort of write down my reflections straight away mm. and then sort of dissipated and I didn't take that many images and I I thought I must go back but that's a really good way of doing it because there is just so much and it's mm. then it just all becomes a blur but if you I mean that doesn't really because there, there are really things that hit you all the time but to, yes. to focus on one type of object or one strand that's yeah. a really good idea yeah yeah no, it is. I, I definitely want to go back and, yeah, well, it is one that I feel that I'll just be going back to and back mm. to and back to, to, because I felt like I was just learning so much and, and being made to think differently about things yeah. just continuously. Mm. And that's, that's so important and so brilliant. I really hope lots of people go and visit both galleries. Mm. I think they, they do, you know, as I said, when I was there, there were a lot of people and a lot of quite young children, which I, thought was interesting yeah mm. well I think it is you know I think it's it's not completely designed for school groups but I think it's really targeting school mm. groups which is good yeah. okay well that's that's our next job is themed yeah. visits okay 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 yeah. marvelous I'll talk to you soon bye bye